time possible? Nah, nah, but it's, it's been funny though, because like this weekend was a good weekend. It was cool. I'm tired as hell though. But like a funny conversation was, you know, somebody was like, bro, you got to take a weekend off where you don't travel nowhere. You don't go do nothing. And uh-huh. I, and I kind of came to the result of, no, this is me. <laughs> this, this, this is me. Like, you know, this is me. I'm, I'm going to be on go 24 7, 365. I don't sit down. I don't take breaks. And not because I can't, but just because I really have no um, initiative to change what I'm doing because I enjoy it. I feel like it's therapeutic. Yeah, it is, man. Like mostly when you know when you're with your family, like you know, you take that you take that drive, that drive alone, just you know, freeing your mind on the drive. Like I feel like creatively, it puts me in a good place, but then also it allows me to get over last week a lot of times. So, so yeah, so it was real cool. You know, it was a good, it was a good uh, drive up, good time with my family and friends. Um, you know, with my my goal, more than my grand niece and nephews, nephew. You're getting old, man. Yeah, man, <laughs> kicking it with them and my nieces, kicking it with my nieces, my brother and my sister. You know, that's always cool. Um, and, you know, and your friends. You gotta, you gotta have great friends. You know. What about your that. friends? Yes. <laughs> they gonna be around. Are they gonna be low down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about <laughs> your friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My old friends ain't 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 nothing to talk about. All right, so let's go ahead and get this. Let's get it. 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 Let's do it. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Or whatever you have to be listening okay. to this podcast. Very special episode, GH2 Podcast. I am your gracious host, Dr. Gasca Man, BKA GH Hardy the second, joined by today, Mr. Kenneth Martin, BKA Kenny Bang, BKA the president, BKA executive producer of the year, BKA Chili Willie, all of those other wonderful things. Rest in peace, Kobe and Nip. That's off the rip. I live for that part. All right. Let's do this, man. So let's go ahead and get into this rant, man. So I, I like literally. I literally um, put this rant in play um, last week. I was thinking, right? So, you know, and I've been thinking about this rant for like a week. And this rant is very simple. And it's on a level that I think everybody needs to understand. And this only applies to some people, right? And that rant is this. I am harder on me than you ever would be. Here's the thing. I've learned through my years that some people need to be motivated by people saying, hey, I have this high expectations of you. I think this way about you and all these other great things. I'm going to tell you a very simple truth. I don't care about a damn thing you say to me when it comes to your expectations of me. And I'm not talking about like in relationships. I'm just talking about when people will say, oh man, I expected so much of you and I can't believe you didn't do this or you failed. I don't give a damn about your commentary. Your commentary could eat a whole dick um, because I'm gonna tell you like this, how I think of myself, I, I I believe and know I'm a winner. I know I believe and I know I'm a winner. And because I'm a winner, I expect to always win. So when I lose, I'm gonna be harder on me. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk. I'm going to go through a cycle of having to watch the negative talk to myself and reposition my mindset so that I can figure out how I'm going to win and go back over and win again. So when people sit there and say dumb stuff like, oh, man, you didn't meet the mark. Duh, dumbass. And it's, it's not because, you know, I'm being nasty to you. It's because I'm going to be harder on me than you. So I don't need you to try to ride my back. Um, I know some people would think that that means like I'm unmotivated in some form or fashion, but no, I'm very motivated. I'm motivated as such to where there's nothing you're going to say that's going to motivate me more than the idea of failure. So with that being said, I'm harder on me than you ever could be. Please understand that. Just the, I mean, with that, a lot of people don't realize that like a lot of people, there are certain people that have this understanding of themselves. So since they don't have an understanding of themselves, they feel like everybody doesn't have an understanding of themselves. So, I mean, if, if you know if you know your capabilities, if you know what you're good at, if you know what you excel at, 
then once you once they run into a self-sufficient person, there's not too many self-sufficient people out here that can maintain themselves without, you know, an outside level of motivation. So when they run into that self-sufficient person, they don't know what to do. And especially, you know, if this person is, a you know, trying to, you know, a superior or, you know, a, a person that's, you know, trying to trying to motivate you in some ways to make you do something you don't want to do. Like they have to sometimes come to the realization that I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing you can do. You can't hype me up. You can't do none of that. Because if I wanted to do it, it would be executed to the best of my abilities. But it's not, you know, for, for whatever reason that it is. Now, you know, when you run into that person that's highly motivated, if they don't want to, then move on. Like, don't don't don't, don't put no pressure on them. But if, if, if that's a person that every time you put a task in front of them, they execute it, let them do them. And if they don't execute it, then there's a reason why. You might have to find somebody else to do it. But if you're coming to me and I'm consistently executing, I'm consistently hitting my mark, man, you, you ain't got to put no pressure on me, man. Leave me alone. Let me do me. But then you run into those people that, you know, they don't know how to manage, they mismanage or whatnot, and they feel like, you know, their managerial style is universal. And one thing a great manager is going to tell you is that you can't treat everybody the same. There's no such thing as equal treatment. And there's really no such thing as equality, if we're being real, because we're not all equal. We're all made different. We got different DNA. So that equality to me is a myth. Because we all we all bring something different to the table. We all we all have different talents. We all have different skill sets. And it's not fair to try to make things equal when it's not equal. Like I'm not equal to Michael Jordan on the basketball court. You know, uh, she, it, 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 that, so so where where would equality lie in? You know, equality would mean that me and him, I should have the same opportunity to be, you know, with him on the basketball court. I wasn't blessed by the genetic gods. I ain't making the six six. So Kill that equality stuff, man. Like, figure out, you know, figure, especially if, you, if, if you're any kind of manager or supervisor thing or whatnot, like, figure out that, hey, people are different, handle them differently. That doesn't necessarily mean you show favoritism, but if that person is, you know, crushing it and killing it, hey, g- g- give them a little something extra because you're going to get a little something extra from them. You know, it's all about, you know, emotional deposits. If you make enough emotional deposits with that stuff, muffin, when it's time to make some withdrawals, or oh, that money going to double and triple because you show love to them, so they're going to show love to you. Even in relationships as well, you know, you're not gonna treat you're not gonna treat every single person differently. A lot of people, you know, get mad or I begged them to do this for years and years and years, and then they went with this other person. They did that in two months. What happened? You know, what's different about that situation? You know, what did that person see differently in that person than they saw in you? It could be a bunch of different things. So, hey, if a person want to do it, they will. If not, don't force them. Find somebody else. It's what 300, 300 million people in the U.S. That's a big, big number. It's somebody out there for you. Everybody ain't all the same way, and everybody ain't all created equal. Leading into my rant. Oh, man. So check this out. Y'all hear me talk a lot about TikTok. Like, if y'all understand, TikTok is one of the things that amazes me the most. Like, them Chinese people got it right. Like, y'all gonna hate when I say this, but Trump, if Trump didn't make TikTok a part of American companies, China would be on our behind right now. So this is why TikTok is so hilarious to me, right? TikTok is marketed as a kid's app. But for some reason, my generation, our old asses, <laughs> is just enamored with TikTok because TikTok has the best algorithm. If you look at somebody's TikTok, it'll literally tell you about them, what they like, what they don't like, and everything in between. Y'all old Negroes and Negrettes, them brought all these old school songs on TikTok. <laughs> and it's so hilarious to me because I'm like, this ain't no kid's app no more. Y'all old behind and turn TikTok into FaceTalk. <laughs> Y'all done brought the Facebook energy over to TikTok. And I'm, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. What I'm going to tell you what I do like about it, though. What I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the younger generation, they don't know nothing about nothing. This is the opportunity to learn something about something. But with that being said, right, to, you know, to, the, you know, to my creators or whatnot, right, you ain't got to be marketing your stuff to these other folks. So I, I, I see a lot of, you know, black creators and they trying to make white people understand black culture. But America is black culture. <laughs> if, they, if they ain't figured it out by now, you ain't got to create a TikTok for them. But I do understand they're the high majority. They'll pay a little something, but I don't like that. Don't, don't, don't be out there pandering to them folks on TikTok. Man, go on and turn up. If it's going to be FaceTalk, make a FaceTalk all the way. They gonna, they, either way, they're going to follow it because we the culture. So no matter what we do, they're going to follow. But y'all old asses done turn TikTok Man, it's, it's everybody my age in the mid 30s, 40s, 50s turned up on TikTok. Ain't no kids that no more. <laughs> kids ain't got nowhere to go. Your kids gonna go back to Roblox or something. <laughs> the oldies are here. That's all I got. Yo, I just want to tell y'all this. Um, 
I am fearful of TikTok. So if anybody knows me, um, and if I, if you're in my um, sacred group that I send TikToks to, you will understand that um, my mind is a sick, twisted, dark place. And the TikTok algorithm understands that. It understands me better than any woman I've ever been with, any uh, any male I ever called a best friend, uh, teammate. But I'm gonna tell y'all this. A lot of these companies gonna figure out what TikTok has figured out to the point where, you know, all right, so TikTok figured me out. I like big butts. I like big tits. It don't matter race, color, creed. I don't care. I like it. Um, it also understands that I like um, dark humor dad jokes. Um, it also understands that um, I like um, content on race theory, on critical race theory and different things like that. And um, lastly, I like to listen to toxic hey queen, grand rising queen uh, comments, oh, well, videos just so I can go in their comments and, uh, and troll people in the comments. Because I'm, if, if you know anything about me, there, there's two, there's a duality to me. Um, I am all for women's rights, but I'm all for the toxic stuff as well at times. It really just depends on what day you, you really catch me on. But sometimes I might feel like, you know, I don't want to listen to this woman bash this dude about child support. Like if you need child support, give him the kid. Um, you know, I'm, sometimes I feel like that. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, it's mothers out here really trying and, you know, the father giving that financial assistance balances it out. And all. It really just depends on the day. Sometimes I'm Tupac, some days I'm Taleb Kweli. I just don't know some days, guys. Um, and that's just me in a nutshell. So TikTok, um, I'm going to need y'all to keep y'all shit to yourself because I don't need y'all telling all my business. Hey, whenever TikTok come out with their Oculus, man, it's going it's gonna to go off the shelves quick. They know everything. Like you say, they, 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 they'll give you the perfect person. That TikTok will give you whatever body type you like, whatever you like in your mind. I love. I played my algorithms one night, and it was scary. It drilled it down to the person with like 22 followers. I'm like, oh, whoa, hey, hey, Chinese people, take it easy, guys. <laughs> take it easy. Let's relax. Let's rewind. Matter of fact, let me just kill this app. Let me just delete it for a second. But yeah, TikTok knows the algos, man. The TikTok algorithms, they're geniuses. They did their thing. And it's pretty fun, too. I ain't gonna lie. I see, I see why, you know, my, 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 my age range is on there because it allows you to live in your own world, your own metaverse, and everything you say is right. Nothing you say there is wrong which is kind of good and kind of bad, but hey, we'll move on. You, you know you know, you know, know what I tell people to do is one day get on your TikTok, don't like anything on your For You page. Go to the search, hit, put random topics in that, that you don't think about, go like some of that content and then search something else and like some of that content. Your For You page then will become way more diverse. Now, the scary thing is you can't like anything on your For You page now. What you got to do is anything that you find interesting, you got to search for it. That's the only way it won't start tightening down because I am to that point now where um, the algorithm has found big booty, big titty <laughs> girls that got like seven followers. And I feel like I'm in a world all by myself. And Is your world squirrel? Just trying yeah, to get that? Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and if I was in search of such things, then that's what I would do, but I'm not. Praise be to God. All right. Um, <laughs> TikTok be telling man. Like, uh, fellas, don't ever let your old lady get your get your phone and scroll through scroll through TikTok because, ladies, this is what you really got to understand. Don't listen to anything. If you see a TikTok come up with a female and she's talking, don't 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 worry about what she's talking about. Just look at the girl. And then I want you to keep scrolling through the TikTok and then look at the next girl. Now, if you don't look nothing like none of those girls, hey, baby, <laughs> you're just the flavor of the month. But if you look like all of those girls, your man has a type. He has a type and you are in his type range. So the chances of him cheating on you because you're not his type, very slim to none. So he really actually like you. Now, if you do, well, sorry, if you don't look like any of those girls, he just really like you for now. For now. Now, if he hasn't had a nut yet, 
then you know it's a chance that after he gets that first post nut conversation with himself he might not want to be with you no more so um so yeah may the odds ever be in your favor my bad all right um <laughs> if i just killed somebody's reality i'm just gonna tell you this hey this is just me talking through it um three million people in america and yeah I'm, 300 million <laughs> yeah 300 million i'm just talking through it I'm just talking through it. Now, if, 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 if what I just said causes you any hurt, harm, or danger, work on you, boo, work on you. All right, um, look, so I, there was a thing that I was, um, whew, so, I, so I had therapy this week. And, um, you know, while I was in therapy, you know, I really kind of came to this idea that um, adult decision-making is ghetto. Um, working through your own personal things is, is harder to deal with than anything in the world. Um, sometimes our past cloudy days damper the sunny days we are experiencing. Um, over the last few years, I've had so many opportunities to see that my life has changed for the good. However, I struggle with the notion that my former cloudy days will continue to affect my good days. Um, you know, why is it so easy to count losses but not victories as we change our reality? That was the question I had for myself while I was in therapy. And then before my therapist could even answer, I started answering it. And I'm going to tell y'all a secret. We sometimes are conditioned to be failures. If you come from a background where um, I don't know if any of y'all ever used to watch Good Times, right? When I was younger, I used to love watching Good Times. Like, I'm talking about, I loved it, right? Um, now, for me, I thought that was a very happy family and everything was great. But then as an older, as a, as a young man, that show is toxic as hell. And, um, you know, they were dysfunctional. And the reason why I liked the show is because it reminded me of my childhood. Um, you know, it wasn't no, you know, my mama wasn't having no, no Florida Evans moments, you know, hitting that damn, damn, damn. My mama wasn't doing all that, but you know, but stuff was up, sometimes it was down. And sometimes when it was up, it was really up. You know, um, 1989, I got into a car accident you know, uh, settlement was paid out. Our family was rich for like a year and a half and then they blew through all that money. But, uh, <laughs> yes, all right, but, um, but then, but then, you know, um, we went back to reality and then we went back to what traditionally we have done, which is, you know, be losers. Um, and I, I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters because I really do feel like we broke, uh, we broke the cycle uh, for our family. But a lot of times, when your good starts happening, you get so scared that something negative is going to happen that you you sit there and you, you don't really enjoy your good days. Um, even with relationships, you know, like you know, you know, I'm a certified lover boy, uh, self-appointed, and I think there's some women out there in the world who might be like, oh, he just old lovey-dovey a Negro. But then there's also some women who will say, I'm the most, I am the most uh, miserable nigga they ever met in their life because probably at the time of my life that I was dealing with them the relationship was probably going real good and then I just said she probably gonna leave me like the rest of them and I might have had me a moment and then me going through having my moment I created a dark cloud self-sabotage next thing you know I'm single again and what you know what I was talking about in therapy was the fact that you know when you're an adult and you're making these certain decisions Every decision while you're making it feels so good and so right and so purposeful until other people now have to respond to the decisions you've made. And some of the decisions aren't even like, uh, you know, like terrible. It's not like, you know, you made a decision and decided to cheat on your girl. And since you decided to cheat on your girl, now this, this, and this happened. I'm not even talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about you with well intentions did something for your old lady. Your old lady did not see the good intentions of it. So now y'all having World War III at your house with a, with a grade A argument. Now that argument is riding with you for two to three days. So now you're like, 
I made this. So when you're talking to your partners, you're like, I made this decision with the best intentions, but she is really mad at me. Like I did something wrong, man. And you're sitting there going back and forth. And then, you know, whatever happens from the, the conversation. And then now you're gun shy. So this woman that you might've been loving wholeheartedly because of she took something negatively, you now have spun it. And now it's a gray cloud. So now you don't want to make any decisions because of how she responded to the decisions you made when you were trying to do something good. And I think that, you know, sometimes we're so quick to now, oh, now I'm not going to do nothing else for her because when I did this this one time, she did this. And we're so quick to go back to the negative outcome versus looking at the more positive outcome that could come from it. Because there's, cause, cause a lot of times you don't think about all of the good, the good decisions that you made for the relationship that she was very ecstatic about you making those decisions and very happy. You, you don't think about it because you're like, man, look, I, I done made these decisions. And you know, I remember this one time she jumped down my throat. And you sitting there now making all these other terrible decisions based on, based on the one time she jumped down your throat. So um, one thing I'm going to tell y'all, and, I, and I, this is what I came to when I was in therapy, is don't ever get to the point where you trick yourself to thinking that your bad times outweigh your good times. What you think, Ken? Oh, there we go. So once upon a time, you know, we heard of something called, you know, an 80-20 rule. My, most people might have heard it from Tyler Perry. Strike one, you heard from Tyler Perry. Um, he might not like what you like if you go where I'm going with, but I'm going to stop so we don't get canceled. So 80-20 rule, right? What an actual 80-20 rule is, especially in a relationship, is that in a relationship, there's going to be 80% good stuff and there's going to be 20% stuff that just make you say, I'm just tired of this bitch. I can't, I can't, like, I just can't deal with it. I'm tired of this dude. He just aggravates me. What you have to understand is, is you cannot let that 20% wipe away that 80% because I'm a firm believer that, you know, God ain't going to give it to you all good because there has to be some balance. If it was, if it was sunny every day and it never rained, then all the trees and all that stuff would die. You get what I'm saying? So that 20% oftentimes is where that relationship has that room to grow and to get better with. But what happens is, is, you know, like G.H. says, is people hold on to that 20% and they make it a whole lot bigger than what it is. That 20% is just that, right? A, a prime example, you know, in, in, in my relationship now, you know, my, my girl does 20% or my lady, my partner, you know, that's the term now. My partner does, you know, 20% things that, you know, sometimes that get on my nerves. But I have to understand that, you know, hey, number one, that's an opportunity for growth for us. That's an opportunity for us to express those things and, you know, hey, say, hey, babe, A, B, C, D, E, F, G makes me feel away. And even if they don't change immediately, if that person is for you, in the back of their mind, they're still going to listen to those. So don't let that 20% drive you so mad the way you say something that you can't take back. Because even if you said that thing in an argument, anything you said can and will be used against you, especially in the court of a woman, because she going to remember that thing. So with that being said, when you had that 80%, enjoy that 80%. But when that 20% happens, especially as a man, the two things you really want to do is, number one, if, you know, if they really did hurt your feelings, express that. You know, if you did something out the kindness of your heart for your old lady and she didn't like that, like it may now understand this right especially in the heat of the argument you're never going to be the woman in the argument she is going she is going to go she is going to push she is going to fight she is going and that might not be physically or whatnot but she is going to dig deep she know where to cut you at she know exactly what to say to get you to go off your rock and make you do something crazy so oftentimes what you have to do especially as a man when you feel things start to get heated let her know hey is, is, do we have to finish this conversation? Can we have a little timeout? Can we have a pause? Can we have a something? If she is for you and she does have that, you know, if she does allow that pause, go for it. Now, if she mad, toxic, nah, 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 where are you trying to go? You trying to go to that other BS? All right, sugar. So right now, you, you're, not, you're not even giving me an opportunity to overcome this. So is it us against the problem or is it us against each other? Don't be afraid to pull that out. Like, hey, you know, if, if, it, if, it's, if it's us against the problem, then you should give me an opportunity, you know, to calm down so that way I'm addressing that correctly. But if it's against each other, you know, if, it, if, if you're trying to be my op, then, you know, you know, as, as, as we all know, especially, you know, in this culture, we don't we don't deal too well with ops. So, you know, let, let her know, like, hey, babe, you know, hey, I, I, I need a second right now. Is, is that pertinent right now? Okay, hey, give me a moment, right? So I can actually process these feelings. So that way things can kind of simmer down and it can be a conversation 
maybe even a debate, but not an argument. So don't let that 20% of bad stuff, you know, ruin that relationship. Look at that 20% as, you know, hey, it's not, it ain't going to be all sunshine and daisies, but there's growth for us in that. And even if, you know, when you express it to her, she doesn't understand it right then and there, eventually she's going to notice that, especially if you're genuine, yeah. she's going to see that she's going to see the consistencies in your pattern that, okay, well, maybe he, maybe he really did do this at the kindness of his art. He yeah. just ain't know no better. You yeah, know, I, 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 man, I, I got, I got, I got one example for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. So this is 80, 20 when it comes to parenting and children, right? My dad, my dad is, was the greatest dad ever. I, I'm so blessed to be named after him amazing dad when i was probably like five or six years old he bought me some power rangers draws now if you know anything about power rangers in the 90s baby you everything power rangers, everything man yes man my man bought the power ranger draws too small i was so mad at him i had to get him away i was livid at him so that 20 percent made me so mad at him for so long that i didn't even realize that the 80 percent that number one he thought about me he tried yeah, he, he didn't know. He didn't know. It, 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 his fault that his kid was fat as hell, like Mac, McDonald's, and want to eat all that and you know gain all this weight. So hey, with that being said, don't let that twenty percent, don't let that person get you the wrong size power range straws, make you mad at them because they taking care of you, they putting the food over your head, they making you feel comfortable, and it was an actual genuine attempt at making you feel better. So yeah. forget that Tyler Perry foolishness. The real 80-20 rule is your partner 80% stuff you like, 20% of stuff you can't stand, but don't let that 20% ruin your relationship. Because exactly. that 20%, that 20% it's just going to be there. Y'all was raised in different households. Yep. It's okay to have differences. If y'all too much alike, then that's going to just feel really weird. And it's not going to be no balance. It's not going to be Very no creepy. Well, oh, I, yeah. think, I think that one of the things is the key that you just kind of gave there was don't over-sensationalize difficulties and problems mostly in relationships, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I love how you said you explained the 80-20 rule is don't allow the 20% to, to miss in, make you allow you to misinform yourself on decisions you're going to make about your relationship because you're so focused on that 20%. And I think that's more so our society as a whole, we focus more on the downside of the person we're dealing with versus the good side of the person that we're dealing with. And that creates uh, that creates a lot of issues. That creates a lot of issues for us because we'll sit there and we'll say, okay, well, they don't do this. They don't do that. Like dudes, dudes kill me. Like, like I, I hate talking to my, my, some of my dudes because I, I feel like my generation, we're like so narcissistic when it comes to dealing with women to the point where a lot of times we leave women over like the most pettiest, dumbest things ever. Can I, can I, can I interject for a half a second? I feel like a lot of that is women's fault because they put this whole pedestal on, you know, finding that man. And uh, y'all heard me say it a million times, a lot of women don't have no type. So when you that dude, you realize that hey, it's a whole line of him. So you can be petty now. But that one you want when she leaves, she's going to hurt your feelings. All right, that's it. <laughs> but I, this is why I don't believe it's women at fault. I believe it's men because we're supposed to be leading, right? So at the end of the day, if you're supposed to be leading, I don't give a damn what she do. I like from that standpoint, because it's not supposed to change me. I'm the thermostat in the relationship. I set the temperature. I say when it's going to be cold. I say when, it's, when the AC going off in the house, when we're going to be right rocking this mug at 75 degrees, I dictate that. And I believe that a lot of times it's because we acquiesce so much control to the relationship on the whims and on, on some of the whims sometimes of our partners. And then you get upset. And then she's upset at you because you're not leading. Most of the times when your woman is mad at you, it's because you're not leading. Right. It's, it's because decisions that you're deciding that you're not going to make or you don't want to make. So when you don't make those decisions, she's like, yo, yo, what's going on here? Who's the man? Who got the dick over here? Who got the balls? Which I, I ladies, I'm going to tell you all, that's, don't ever say that to a man. That's like real toxic. Like, you know, that's on some toxic level stuff. Okay, if we mess it up, we ain't making decisions, let it be that. But don't, but don't, don't, don't question my manhood. Don't, don't be like, oh man, you're acting like a bitch. Look, sister, you, I'm trying not to pepper spray you right now. Because the thought of a woman saying that to me made me think like, let me go grab my pepper spray right quick. Oh, why are you gonna pepper spray me? Since you saying I'm a bitch, I'm gonna pepper spray you like a bitch would. <laughs> But to the right dude, though, that, that'd get him right. Because sometimes, as a man, sometimes you got to realize, sometimes you be on some bitch-ass stuff. Like, you know, just that sometimes you just, you know, have those, you have those bitch moments. And sometimes she might have to try you. Now, I'm a firm believer that people know who and who not to try. So if you've exhibited those 
Um, if you've exhibited those tendencies over and over and she's calling you a bitch, then that means that it's built up to that point. But if it's just, you know, one or two things that she just kind of like, you know, she kind of starts to, as we spoke in the episode, you know, before she, she tries to build the desk before you do. And then you come up like, hey, what you doing? Then, you know, you've done your thing. But if you continually let that thing happen over and over again, if she, if she reached the point where she's asking who wears the pants, there's something wrong, brother. It's something yeah. wrong, and, and it's it's because I mean, like you like 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 GA said, you know, she she wants a man that's gonna leave her. She wants a man that's gonna make that decision. It's crazy. I was talking about this, um, you know, at, at work. You know, they was asking, you know, are leaders born or are leaders made? And um, you know, you know, my my response to that is, you know, a leader a leader has to be born because a leader has to have a little bit of sense of you know, don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Because as a leader, you're gonna be criticized whether you're right or wrong. It's just like a quarterback. A quarterback, whether if the team wins as they fall, the team loses as they fall. So you can't be, you can't be, you can't have a follower mindset and try to lead because as soon as criticism comes, as soon as pushback comes to one of your decisions, you're going to instantly retract that decision. So, you know, if if you're an actual leader, you sometimes you just got to kind of have a little bit of that, you know, as they would say, toxic, you know, don't, don't give a fuck energy because, hey, you know, hey, this is the rule. This is why the rule is what the rule is. And this is what it is. And if you're leading and you're consistently, you know, you're consistently making those tough decisions, then, you know, she's going to respect that. But you can't pick and choose when to lead. You have to realize being a man is a full time job. You can't take no days off. Even sometimes, you know, my lady, you know, my partner wants me to make a decision and I may not even want to make that decision. I have to realize, hey, it's my place to make that decision because she called upon me to make that decision. She asked me if she didn't want me to make that decision, she wouldn't have asked me that. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. sometimes you got to take the role of being a man and just accept it. It's, it's a tough job, but it, it, it pays well. Very good benefits. Yeah, it's definitely very good benefits. I, that's why I think with the decision making, the reason why I don't want people getting caught up on their, you know, those negative decisions that you might make or my those decisions, no decision is negative. It just has negative results. So what you have to understand is, you know, you can't, I think sometimes in our relationships because everything's so temperamental, in our, in our society, I think we're so quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, you know, and also I think males, sometimes our egos are so fragile. Your woman can't tell you a truth when it's a truth about you because you're gonna get in your feelings. What, what, what GH talking about? This is what I'm talking about, right? Your old lady sat there and was like, hey, look, I know you need some, some, some me time. You just got off of work. But hey, we got people coming to the house this weekend. We need to start. We need to start strategically moving through the house, cleaning certain rooms because we have guests coming to stay with us. Now, she's not saying that to you know. So so you know when she gives you your hour, your two hours of transition time after work, you are gonna have to get to work, Buck Bucko. You gonna have to get to work. You gonna have to help her clean. But if but then you be like, oh man, she just always nagging me all the time. Yo, she's this mission minded. She understands that your team has to have a good viewing because y'all have people coming to the house. Cause that's even like how I am. Like if I know somebody's coming to my house that ain't never been to my house, I'm going to try to clean it up. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm gonna be like, okay, let me, let me do this. Let me do that. I might even call a little cleaning service to come slide through and clean my bathrooms for me. And, you know, to make sure they look like super tidy, uh, clean my kitchen for me. So it's super tidy. Uh, you know what I mean? I might, I might, you know, like, you know, like, you know, if it's just me, like for instance, I was out of town, like right now, if you look at my kitchen, I got water bottles all sitting on the, on the little, little coffee table, every empty water bottle you could think of or half drinking water bottle. Cause you know, that's men, that's our thing. Like we'll have a half drinking thing, water bottles all over the damn house. And you, you know, your lady got to be like, what, what the hell you got all these open water bottles for? And you know what I mean? She got to yell at you for that. Or, or, you know, you go into the bedroom and, you know, usually, you know, like if, if a lot of dudes, if y'all like me, all of my shoes are in boxes uh, in the closet. But if I'm having a rough couple of days, you'll see shoes everywhere. And then I got to start put, picking them up and putting them in a box and stuff. She's not yelling at you because she want to be your mama. She's yelling at you because, hey, bro, we, we got people coming over. We got to present well. And I think that sometimes men, we don't worry about it because we'd be like, oh, people know the true extent of our character. So if the house is junky, it's cool. But then when your sister come over and she starts talking trash about your old lady, talking about how she a lazy, she a lazy B-I-T-C-H, then you're going to get in your feelings. Then you're going to start questioning your old lady when really your old lady that whole week was telling you, hey, we need to clean the house up. We got people coming. We got company coming. We got this coming. We got whatever. 
and you ain't clean not a damn thing. So that's just the thought. Trust your woman. Trust your woman, man. Trust it, it. It may hurt your feelings sometimes, you know. But at the end of the day, she got your best interest at heart. Facts. Well, if she does have your best interest, yeah, at heart. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Understand, <laughs> understand, understand. She might not have your best interest at heart, but if, if you, if you, in your mind, if you in your mind have convinced yourself that she has your best interest at heart, and she's shown you certain things to show that she does, you know, actually care about you. Listen to her because. Don't don't nobody know you better than her. She's gonna know your mood. She's gonna know you know what takes you off. She's gonna know how you're feeling. And you know sometimes it may hurt. You know she may say something that hurts your feelings. But as a man, sometimes you just gotta, all right, you right, and then just yep. move on with it. You know, especially you know if she's and you don't want her to get to the point of nagging because if she got to the yes. point of nagging, she said the same thing over and over again. So now it's just like okay, she's either looking to you know a exit the situation. Or be, you know, find a different way to attack that situation that might not be as kind as the first initial way was. So always listen to your woman because she gonna she gonna know the game. But I mean, also as a man, as as a man, you have to you have to be good at choosing partners. You know, so you can't just be you you, you can't you can't you can't believe that she has your best interest at hand if you haven't done you know a thorough research. You have you know gone and met her family, see where she come from, you know, see how mama act, grandma act, auntie act, see what they look like, right? You know, if you're gonna make that strong commitment, right? That's why that's why it's so important, you know, to, to meet people's family to just kind of see where they set up at. Because oftentimes that family can blow the whole cover of that person. It mm-hmm. can blow everything. Cause that's, if your family is gonna tell you, t- tell them exactly, you know, where your ideology, where your ideologies come from, you know, certain mm-hmm. things that you do. And it's it's been certain times where, you know, family members in past relationships, I'm looking at them, I'm like, yeah, that's what I have to deal with for the rest of my life. No, oh, no, I'm straight. I'm straight. Exit button. Exit row. Let me off. If you ever been on the bus before, pull that yellow cord. Boom. Next stop, yeah. please. I don't need to be on here. So, you know, as a man, you have to understand, like, exactly, you know, what you're getting yourself into so that way you can put that full trust in that woman so that when she makes that suggestion to you, you understand that, hey, she has my best interest at hand. She wants to see me succeed. She wants to see me win. I may not like that, but at the end of the day, she's looking out for me. She's making sure I'm winning. So I got to listen to it. Well, I should listen to her at least. Hey man, look, if you done look, if you done ate her spaghetti already, um, if you done ate her spaghetti already, you're having up to take the sex with her on a regular basis. And um she got access, she got access to the life insurance money, man. Just go ahead and trust her at this point. Cause uh you you all the way in. You done did everything possible. You done put yourself all the way out there. So just go ahead and trust her. I don't know. <laughs> the first two, though. The first two. I mean, we can do that and still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't be they, homies after that, bro, you, bro, you eat the spaghetti. You'll never be homies with her ever again. I'm, I'm I mean, just, <laughs> you know what? If, you know what? If, if you throw the fourth thing in there, if she put a pink crystal under your side of the bed, then yeah, you done, bro. Yeah. Tuck it in. It's yeah, a wrap. If, if you got a life insurance, don't scare. If you yeah, got a life yeah. insurance, that means she know my social. That means she can scam me. <laughs> <laughs> she means that means she probably has paid for her fashion nova. Or or her shoe dazzle on her phone with your debit card and saved it because because uh, because you know how Safari be but uh, <laughs> if you got an iPhone you know she done saved it to her Google wallet or to her Apple wallet so um, yeah man she already got you bro so go ahead and trust her because you know she can run up a bill on you if she wants to I um, <laughs> now this last one is a little bit deep right um, and and here's why. So when we're talking about decision-making, you know, I think really this is what I want you to pull from when I was talking about decision-making, whether it's relationships, your own self, whatever. It's a mental thing, right? It's really a mental thing because how you respond to the decisions that you make and then how people react to the decisions you make, it's a mental health, it's a mental thing. So your mental health has to really be good. So the question I usually have for most people is, do you make decisions with the wholeness of your mental health included? Because, you know, I believe you have to work to get your, your millions first before you go helping others to get theirs. And for me, for me to get to my millions, I got to clear my mental health first. Like there's, you know, and, and I think it's a struggle for a lot of people, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, I forget that I have to put on my oxygen mask first you know, to use the airplane take the airplane mindset, um, you know, mostly when it comes to the people that I hold near and dear to my heart. So, you know, when I make decisions, 
I there's a there's a key caveat I add to my decision making that I don't know if everybody uses and I kind of want to throw this out here to help people because my therapist he one of the things he gave me major kudos was about was the fact that he said he said George he said we don't have weekly meetings anymore because you actually use everything that we we learn you learn about he said, and then if you don't know how to overcome something that is in front of you, then you come back to therapy to figure out a new way until you find a new way to work through it. So we were talking about my decision making and um, I was talking about, um, so we, we were in therapy and I was talking about uh, relationships and I was talking about how um, I really want to be in a relationship. But what I've learned is there's certain women that I cannot be in relationships or in a relationship with because it will affect my mental health. Now, this is not going to sound shallow. This is not no shallow conversation, no petty conversation. This is just me. I cannot be with a woman who is not sure of herself. If the, if the reassurance from me is the thing that's going to make you confident in you, I can't be with you. Um, why? I'm arrogant. Um, I am, uh, I'm arrogant and I'm arrogant about my own talent and skills. Um, as my mama used to tell me all the time, boy, you good looking, you look good looking like a lot of the compliments I give myself is because my mama used to give them to me. Right. So if you need the reassurance to be good with you, I'm not a good person for you because, um, Cause you know, like Donna Lawrence say, you know, sometimes you got to encourage yourself and uh, that's definitely me. I'm willing to encourage myself to get myself through. Um, and I, 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 what I've learned is it's hard for me to be with somebody that needs the constant reassurance that I'm, that I'm on their side. What I, what I, what I do need. And what I also learned is I'm not great with somebody who doesn't communicate how I'm helping them. Like, or for instance, like, or can say how I can help them. So for instance, if you can't tell me, if you, if you, if you um, ask me the same question three times, right? Like, let's say um, she's like, hey, George, are we still going to the mall? And I go, yes, we're going to the mall. George, are we still going to the mall? Yes, we're going to the mall. George, are we still going to the mall? Look, I done already answered that damn question. You playing with my intelligence. That's my response, right? When the real question was, she should, if she would have said to me, hey, babe, I noticed we still here. You still on the sticks playing, playing the game. Oh, yeah, that's because I'm online playing in the online tournament. I got seven minutes left in this game, and then we're going to the mall. But for you to sit there and ask me the same question now, I'm like, okay, are you playing with my intelligence right now? Like, what are you really trying to do? And I, what I learned is I need somebody who communicates you know, you know, who communicates well with me, like, you know, from a standpoint of really communicating what they want and what they need versus um, somebody who wants me to assume things because of what they say and what they're doing. I don't want to make assumptions off of nothing because, you know, when you assume, make an ass of you and me both. So for my mental health sakes, there's certain things that I know I can't deal with from a person that I want to deal with in a relationship. So the thing about that is, right, is because those two things really do go together, right? So the sexiest, the sexiest thing that a person can be is confident. Like that, that is, there are some people right now, and I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a prime example. You're like, damn, that's true. There's some people that's not, that might not be the cutest, but they stay with a person. They don't never have to worry about nothing. They don't never have to, sometimes they got two, three people on deck, right? Because that person is confident in themselves, whether that was instilled, you know, from, inside the home or outside the home, they have a holistic loving of themselves that that confident person is not going to put up with certain things. That confident person has internal standards that they're not gonna to conform to just anybody else. So, you know, as GH was saying, if you're a person that's consistently seeking, you know, now there's a difference between, because most women like, well, the majority of all women, we, I can, I hate to put all women in one box, but at this point, I'm really going to do that, right? Let's all say most, let's like, say most, let's say most, so they don't nah, try to copy you. 
Ray, come on, come on, bring it, because I'm gonna tell we, you a lot. We, we, we want to keep them. We want to keep them in the flow of the conversation, because we, we, because we, right now they're doing this, Ken. We, we don't need them to uh, be like. I got you. I got keep you. Going. I got okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. They gonna stay on me. All women like some sort of reassurance. They like all people like some sort of reassurance. You know, just like you know, GH was just saying he likes to hear. You know, hey, you did good. Thank you for doing A B C D E F G on that, right? Mm -hmm. But. But that reassurance should not be solely tied to that partner. You should have it in your head that, hey, you know, I know, I know I'm the real deal. I know I'm the bomb.com. I, I know I can handle my business and I love me. A person that has a strong love for themselves is going to naturally be confident and they're never going to have a problem having people come to them. It's the people that have a lack of confidence and they're looking for it in somebody else. Once you're looking for your confidence in somebody else, you gave that person all power and control over you. Anything they say, they can ruin your day at 8 a.m. before you even brush your teeth because they said something to you, because they, they, they said the littlest things to you. They said, you know, hey, you know, one hair is out of place. So as a person, you need to have that confidence in yourself. If you don't have it, find ways to build it. You know, monitor your self-talk, monitor what you're saying to yourself. And then by having that confidence, you're going to always communicate. You're not going to ask three, four times, are we going to the mall? You're going to be like, okay, hey, babe, I see you playing the game, but hey, what time are we going to the mall? You know, because... Um, you know, and, and at that point in time, that person is going to hear that confident tone, that clear, concise, confident tone in your voice. And they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, hey, I'm playing the game. We got seven minutes and then we'll be out. And they, they'll mess around and buy the whole mall for you. But I promise you, a confident person, especially a confident woman, is the sexiest woman ever. If we go, it's, it's some women out here that might not look the best, but their confidence is just on. So at that point, you just you cannot deny their sexiness to them. Confidence is sexy. But confidence has to come within. If you're looking for somebody else to bring that confidence, it ain't going to work. And then once you're confident, you're going to communicate directly because you're not going to take no mess. You're not going to allow anybody to handle you a certain way. You see, I got my, my Nat Geo shirt. That's because it's wild out here, right? But you got to realize that at the end of the day, hey, you got to be you got to be the animal. You got to be the animal in your life. You got to be the, the lion or lioness in your life. But I promise you, ladies, y'all might, uh, if, you, if you disagree with me with that one reassurance, you're not telling the truth. You want some kind of flowers. You want me to tell you how fine you are. Even if it ain't all the time, even if it's just, you know, every so often he's telling you how good you look, even if it's every so often he's telling you, you know, how much he appreciates you as a people, as, as a, especially as a woman, you want that assurance. But remember, men need that, too. You know, especially if we're doing the heavy lifting or whatnot. It's all right to, you know, let us know you appreciate us. It's all right to figure out what our love language is and, you know, appreciate us in that love language, you know. Find out what your partner's love language is and address them in that love language so that way they feel cared for and they feel appreciated. Because the worst thing you can do to a person, especially a confident person, is make them feel unappreciated. Because at that point in their mind, that mental switch has just been shut off. All right, you out of here. Now it's time for me to find my next person. Even if they ain't broke up with you yet, they, they might, because they, you might be one of them people that you don't want them to leave because they're so confident, they're so amazing, you want them around. So every time they try to leave, you try to, you know, you, you pull the fire button, you, you pull the emergency button and do everything in your power to try to get them back. But mm -mm. find out how that person is loved and appreciate them. But number one, have that confidence in yourself. Have that deep, strong confidence in yourself that, hey, I love me. I'm going to take care of me. I'm, I'm beautiful, handsome, amazing. I do everything I say I'm going to do. And once you have that natural confidence, it's going to exude so much out of you that you're not going to be looking real desperate for somebody to instill that within you. I see, this is the thing I love, right? So I love when we have these type of conversations because I think that, you know, what I'm, what I'm experiencing right now in my life, um, you know, I'm at this point right now in my life where I know GH very well, right? And anybody who's real close to me knows that I get ghosts. I get ghosts uh, real quick. And not like drop off the face of the earth, but just more so like you might not hear my voice. I might not, it might not be no voice to voice interaction. Like Ken, no, Ken might not, the only time Ken might hear from me one week is this is the episode. Here goes, the, here goes what I have. I'll holler at you Sunday. And that might be the only conversation me and Ken have is when we, the few minutes we talk, listening to the music together before we, we start this podcast. Because I might not, because, because I, I, okay, during the week, I got 500 plus students, I got 50 plus staff members that I'm talking to all day if there's you know if there's a person in my life they have my attention my children have my attention so me just having random conversations don't happen 
Um, because I know because I noticed because I even watch Ken. Ken is like me too. Ken gonna talk to his lady. <laughs> he might not talk to me. Ken might, I could call Ken. Ken might pick up the phone, but Ken will be like, hey, I'm doing something with my lady. I'm a holler at you. And I might not hear the kid hear from Ken to get till Sunday. But I understand that because that's where, you know, that's where the evolution in life, you know, finds, finds, I think finds both of us at. And I think that's what kind of helps us um, because we know ourselves so well, but because I know myself so well, I know how to communicate that to people. And sometimes I, I notice that it comes off as, it's like, oh, that's real weird. And people will be like, oh, well, I gave you a day or I gave you two days to yourself. Like, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about this. What do you, there's nothing you want to talk to me about that's that important. Because usually it's to trade communication because maybe you're trying to get to know me or something like that. Ladies, I'm going to tell y'all something. See, and this is this is a moment where I'm going to tell y'all consciously. This is where I'm going to check myself and say, I'm going to make sure I say this in the right spirit. And I'm not going to get caught up from a standpoint of saying it of I don't care how it comes off. So this is what I'm going to say. Um, to any woman who may have been interested in me at any point in time. And let's say I stopped talking to you on a regular basis. It's not that I just wasn't interested. It was probably at the point in time in my life that I was talking to you, that initially I started talking to you. It was well-intentioned. But somewhere along the line, whether it be subconsciously or unconsciously, your energy was really effing with me. And when I say effing with me, I'm not saying you're a toxic person. I'm just saying energy is, energy is transferable from a standpoint of your pros and cons added to my pros and cons don't even out. And sometimes it doesn't take a full-blown conversation. Sometimes it doesn't take me texting you back because I'm not into you like that or vice versa, or maybe you really weren't into me like that. And I think that sometimes when you have those conversations or you catch on to that, women, it's not that you really like the guy and that you're hurt by because you really like the guy. No, it's because he did it first. And so to any women who feel like, oh man, I hate the way you communicated, I'm gonna tell you like this. If we weren't in a relationship or of any kind. And because of that, you didn't lose anything. Now your ego might hurt because, you know, who does this dusty ass nigga think he is that he could say he's not interested in me or show that he's not interested in me. But what I've learned is I don't, somebody had a, somebody told me this this weekend it's not really, well, it wasn't this weekend, it was Friday. Was it Friday or Thursday? I can't remember. They said, they said, is it really, is it really ghosting? They said, is it really ghosting if the person sees you, you see them, but you decide to stop moving forward? And I was just like, yeah. And then I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, no. This is Thursday. Thursday, yeah, because this is before therapy. I had this conversation before therapy. And then I go to therapy and my therapist is like, actually, that's not ghosting. He said, he said, the problem is you're, you understand that this ain't it for you. But he said, the problem is in this generation, when you tell people that this ain't it for you, then they're going to ask you, well, why isn't it? Because now they feel like you're attacking their mental, their, their, not their mental health, but more so their confidence. You're, you're attacking their confidence now because you don't want them. When in actuality, they should be happy because what did you invest in me? Nothing. Nothing. There was nothing invested. No time wasted. No time wasted. Um, but I think that a lot of times, I think a lot of times people will put, they, we invest a lot more in people that we're not really giving. Uh, I'm trying to be, I'm sorry to be so cautious. Uh, and I feel Light like gas Light no, gas no, 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 this is one of the things I talked about in therapy. I said, I'm going to take the extra steps 
Mm-hmm. And that's next episode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> wait, let me let me let me let me throw one thing in, right? So okay, go ahead. the thing about it is, is like you know, just the thing that you explained when you was explaining, you know, just how you know sometimes we may not even talk is what people don't realize is is your personal time is very important. Like you need to have some time to yourself. And certain people, i.e., mostly the people that normally need you know heavy reassurance that you're in a you know relationship or whatever you are with. They don't realize that, hey, you need, you know, our couple hours to yourself. Like to me, my personal time is very important. Like I make sure that I have, you know, a minimum of an hour and a half to myself. Just just me. It's no it's no social media. It's no there's no barely any. There's no music. It's nothing. It's just me with me spending time with me. So that way, when the rigors of my day start to come at me, you know, because that normally that time it's early in the morning. So that way, when the day starts to come at me, I don't feel overwhelmed because I've had my time with me, and I'm not I'm not missing that time with me. But you run into certain people that just they on that Janae Igu, you know, ain't, ain't no ain't, ain't no me time, you know, f your me time, it's you and me time, baby. That ain't gonna work, baby. That ain't gonna work at all. Like I'm sorry, like I mean I know that's cute and all that we have, but if I need my me time, I need my me time. You and me time, that ain't gonna work. Go and find Roscoe. Because Roscoe ain't got nothing going on, so he don't need no time for himself. So he's probably a homosexual, you know, hunting for his life anyway. So going and get with him, he got all day to spend whatever much time with you. But I'm a person that I have actual responsibilities. I have actual things and people that I'm responsible for, you know, as far as, you know, managing and whatnot. So I need some me time. I need some time to where, like, it, it's, I can't be calling you every time I get off work and spending, you know, two, three hours on the phone. Especially if I, if I if I communicate with a lot of people throughout the day, I need I I just need the time to just. But if you don't respect my time to just that same wind that's going this way is going to go this way and push you away. So you have to respect a person's time. You have to respect a person's you know. Just, you have to respect a person's opportunity to just recharge so that way they can be that best version of you. But if you consistently coming at them and not giving them no time to do anything then you go, you're going to run yourself away. You're going to run yourself away. And on top of that, it's going to show that, hey, you ain't got nothing going on in your life that you don't need no you time. So if you don't need no you time, then what's going on? But what are you doing productive? What, what are you, where are you going with this? Light them up, Gaskin. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this. If you don't need no you time, but like, so this is the people I'll give the you time a pass to. Um, single mothers who are heavily invested in their children's upbringing, where you are taking time for your children, doing different things for your children. And the only you time you get is at the end of the night for the two or three hours before you go to sleep. I'm gonna let you slide. I understand why you don't really get that much of you time and different things like that. But for um, now, please understand, I, I mean this with all sincerity. If you're a single woman, no kids, you just got a career, and you up a nigga ass about spending time with you, you need to check your motherfucking self. Excuse my language. Sorry, he got to come out for a second. You got to check your motherfucking self, baby, because you really playing with yourself. Because that if you're so available and you ain't got shit going on, he don't want you anyway. You already lost him. You lost him. Because if he got stuff going on, he got kids, he got a career, but then he allots X, Y, Z amount of time for you. I'm not talking about he got, he allots another time to hoe and stuff like that. I'm talking about he allots time for you. Whether it's his sacred purpose time that he's on the phone with you while he drives to his job or he drives home from his job and he's not even taking his transition time because he's putting you into that time. You got to understand when people do stuff like that, that shows you the purpose and the intention that they're moving with you. But when you just a person who has none of nothing else going on and you just freely give your time, i.e. i.e. fellas, if you're dating five different women and you got time to date five different women, you ain't really got shit going on. You probably work at Walmart. You probably work at Speedway. You probably work at Safeco. You catch on to the places that I'm saying. Uh, you probably, you know, you, you probably work at Amazon. Check the places I'm saying. You ain't got shit going on for yourself. You, you, you might be getting money, but you're working really hard to get that money. Too hard. You're not working smarter. You're working harder, right? But you're entertaining five women, so you're in a perpetual cycle. That's not cool. And when, when we're talking about, you know, personal time, it's to, my personal time for me is to, to work on podcasts, to work on books, 
to work on business plans, to further my business, my or my professional interests or different things like that. The time I give to somebody that I'm actually genuinely institute, interested in and that I've been able to manifest for myself, you best mother believe that I am giving them the best of everything I got, you know, because I'm really set up and just focused on them and growing, my, growing whatever it is we got going on, what, what I think we could be. And I think that a lot of times we give so much of our own selves away that we don't take time for ourselves. So, you know, like the great Kenneth Martin told me, you, there's no, there is no possible way you will manifest the person you want if you're available for any and everybody. So if you want to prove Kenneth Martin wrong, ladies, show that you have a type. Take some time, manifest the man that you want, and then go from there. But in the meantime, stop taking dates from any and everybody just because you're trying to get a free meal. I know, I know inflation up and all, but chill. Yeah, it's getting high, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting hot. Man, that's, that's real talk, man. That, and especially, I mean, 100%, just to harken back, especially to the single moms, I'm going to find you some time for yourself. You need, you, need to, you need to have that time so that way you're charged up. You can't pull from an empty cup, you know, and, 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 and make that time very intentional. Make sure that, you know, that the kids know that, hey, this is mama time. Mama got to have a life too. You know, don't, don't, don't get so caught up in your mother them that you forget that you were an actual person before then. Because what's going to happen is, is you're going to either get burnt out or you're going to develop some kind of resentment towards your child or their parent or both because you haven't, you haven't taken enough time to take care of you. Like, mama, take care of you. Trust me. Niggas love baby mama. So make sure that you make, make sure that you're taken care of so that way they, they can come to you. But if you're, so, if you're so caught up in everybody else and you're so burnt out, now you're looking like you got a bunch of baggage on you, but. We'll save that for another time. We ain't gonna go too deep in because we 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 love them. Trust me, niggas love them some baby mom. Especially if you got two kids, two baby daddies. Oh, that that means that's inside. Every time, every goddamn time. But with that being said, you know the biggest things I want to definitely make sure that um, you pull away from this podcast. Um, you know, hopefully you didn't get upset when we you know we decided to just have a very serious moment, but. You know, adult decision-making is hard. You know, we're making our decisions and, you know, people's responses to our decisions. It's hard sometimes. But when you make your decisions, make your decisions with full wholeness, understanding the effect that it may have on your mental health from some of the decisions that we make. Um, You know, like for me, um, you know, I used to have a thing about money, like, oh my gosh, you know, if I buy this, then it might affect me later on, or if I buy that. And until I got to the point where I was able to move from that broke mindset, you know, I, once I was able to move away from that broke mindset, it really helped me out a lot. But I think that uh, one of the struggles for a lot of us, one of the struggles for a lot of us is removing, you know, like that, that broke mindset, um, that broke mindset when we're working through different things. And, you know, it really takes a lot. So, Think about those things and kind of go from there. And then also understand, take time for you. That's, that's, a, that's a free, free some, some free game right there. Take time for you. People do not have to like what it sounds like and what it looks like when you take time for you. Mostly if you're not in a relationship with anybody or anything like that. And you know, even when you are in a relationship with somebody, set aside personal time for yourself because at the end of the day, yes, you're in a relationship, but you're two separate individuals that are in a relationship that have to continually be whole in order for the relationship to work. What you got, Ken? Yes. So, so I, just to kind of go back to that taking time for yourself, if you if you make it a point to consistently take time for yourself, that is when you'll be able to make those big decisions. Because at that point, you've allowed everything around you to stop. You've allowed everything around you to pause. And now you can process information. You can think about that thing a little bit more. So that's why that personal time is so important because that personal time is where you're going to make a lot of your big decisions. A lot of the decisions I make, you know, are, are probably before, you know, 8 a.m. You know, because even if it's, you know, especially now if, if it's a crunch time and I have to make a quick decision, that's cool. But if that's not a decision that has to be made immediately, take some time. And then during that time to yourself, that's when it's going to come to you instead of you chasing behind, right? 
And then make sure that like, um, just like he said, that you're a complete and whole person because what you want is you want somebody that's a compliment to you. C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T. A compliment is somebody that is going to, that's the yin to your yang, right? But you can't have yin and then expect the whole yang because at that point, there's no place for them to fit into. So make sure that you're, cons- you're, cons- you're whole with yourself as a person so that way you're that whole entire yin. So when that yang does come, even if you look at the symbol, right? A little portion of you has that portion in them. But if you're not full and that portion, that person has a portion of you in them, so now that person may be in more control. So make sure that you're a whole and complete person so that way when that, that, that yang to your yin does come, boom, y'all rocking and rolling, y'all making one full circle and y'all moving. And it's not a crack in y'all circle to where, you know, things are going to, you know, start to get rocky later on. That's it. So we hope that this, you found this podcast to be very informal. Well, informative, uh, not informal. Jeez Louise, I'm having a moment, y'all. Don't judge me. All right, but with that being said, this is Dr. Gas K-Man, BKAGH2, Kenny Bang. We out. Peace. Half time. You want to, oh, my bad.